Alright guys, and welcome back to the show. We are, this is probably going to be a Patreon episode, maybe with a teaser release to the regular episode, so depending on how much of this you hear, uh, will kind of be the whim I was feeling when I finally uploaded this. Uh, we are covering Rings of Power today. My sister Abby is joining me. Uh, Q is wore out and slightly hungover from a Halloween party mm-hmm. he had last night. Early uh, in the season for a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. It's October 2nd. I think we have one every weekend because everybody wanted to throw one. Right. <laughs> right. So at the end of the day, this is for your friends. Yeah. Not, not for y'all. No. Like they, they were like, no, but I want to throw mine. Aren't you? You throw one every year, don't you? No, I throw a, um, a spring, like start of the summer party. The Hawaii happy birthday. Mm-hmm. We also, we do the bar crawl that's in this local area. And yes. we started at my place just because... I've got parking. For Halloween? Mm-hmm. I went. Yes, you did go. I went last year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered that. You've been to this. I was thinking the other day, what do I do every Halloween? I go to bar crawls. <laughs> you do the bar crawl. <laughs> uh, and we don't say the specific one so that people don't know exactly where I live. Even though <laughs> they, I'm pretty sure we, I got doxxed in like a very early episode and we just were like, ah, who's listening? <laughs> <laughs> Are we actually going to have viewers? Yeah. And then boom. And I then, guess listeners, if you will. Yes. Yeah, a question. If you listen to a book on audio tape, uh, on like Audible, can you say you read the book? Oh, that's a hard one because you are intaking the same amount of information, but mm-hmm. quite literally you are not, not reading. reading it. Yeah. I think I would just say I listened to that book. Okay, but if I was like, hey, did you like that book? Or if you were like, hey, I read have this you, book. Or you were like, hey, have you ever read uh, Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. And I'd listen to it. I think I would say yes. Yeah, right? Like I wouldn't like correct you and be like, well, well, I listened. I listened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lucas and Cole were bickering about this when we were at a bar recently. And uh, I've landed on the side that who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's also fair. I think it doesn't really matter. You're still just getting the same information two different ways. Right. Speaking of, I am reading the wildest book right now. You maybe have heard about it. It's called I'm Glad My Mother Died. Oh, yes, and then our mother saw that you had bought it? Yeah, but it's about Jeanette McCurdy, who is the iCarly girl. Yes, yeah, yeah, because her mom, wasn't she, like, toxically keeping her acting? Crazy, like, almost like a, um, you know, the act with uh, Gypsy Rose, what's that? It's it's called... Gypsy uh, Rose, why do I know that name? Munchausen, by proxy. Yes. Similar. Like, mm-hmm. her mom was making her not eat so that she wouldn't grow up. I mean, is our fear of flying much housing by proxy? <laughs> we should sue. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Our parents are great. Our parents are great and love us. We just like the kid. But, and they do listen. So. <laughs> or at yeah, least one of them Shout does. out. Hoping Christmas is good this year. <laughs> we don't think that you are Munchausen. I don't even think that's how you use that word, but here I am. Uh, that you have I, Munchausen by proxy. Yeah, yeah. Or Munchausen syndrome by proxy, I think yes. would be the technical. Yeah. Well, I'm uh-huh. glad we cleared that up. Well, me and Meg have talked about Munchausens before because, uh, fortunately, I think it's, they have to decide sometimes whether or not people mm. come in with it. That is so interesting as a child doctor that you might have to be like... This kid's faking it for attention. Or by proxies where you, where the parent, you put it on somebody else. So, like... Yeah. Yes, like I would think a lot of kids come in who have like, like you know, like parents of like maybe like a bad home Mm -hmm. and come in and be like kind of acting out. I actually had a friend growing up who 
often acted like things were like very wrong with her body because her parents like did not pay attention to her and I always was like I'm sorry I don't know <laughs> oh man I don't, I don't think I ever noticed this growing up well you would know who it is uh dark hair dark hair tall tall yep I know who it is <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, not to throw shade publicly. Um, <laughs> that was just the, you, know, you remember the game where they flip the faces up and you're like, do they have gray hair? And you flip yeah. down like half of them. Or like when you do 10 questions. Mm-hmm. Did she go to my middle school? Yes. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so yeah, would recommend that book to all these listeners. It's called I'm Glad My Mother Died. And it's just interesting. It's Honestly, this is the podcast to kind of talk about that book. Um, yeah. Since we do a movie podcast, and iCarly, obviously, or I, get, I would say we're more of like a media podcast because we talk yes. video games, we talk D and D, we talk totally. I mean, movies. something that's interesting too is that that show. I didn't realize how big of a phenomenon it was because, but the weird thing is, I was that age. Mm-hmm. Like I did watch it, but hearing her recount like how, what the viewership was like, what the fandom was like, they were like a, a phenomenon at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because you got to remember. We loved Drake and Josh as kids. Yeah. And this was like, oh, Megan. Right, Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah, has her own TV show. And Crazy Steve from the movie theaters playing her brother. Yeah. Like, it was destined to do really well with its target audience, us. Right, totally. And it's right in that age group where people are like, I don't know the actors' names, but I know that I like to see them. And it was silly, but I think still had some grown-up themes. Yes. Like Jake and Josh was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, I, uh, Meg and I were talking on the way back from, so we went and visited uh, her family this weekend, uh, and we had a nice little three-hour car, three hour car ride back, but we were talking about kids' TV shows that we used to watch, mm-hmm. and some of the ones that we were talking about, because we talked about like Dexter's Lab and some of the Hanna-Barbera stuff from that era. Right. Uh, but we were talking about like Teen Titans and like what was actually just coming out when we were kids. Yeah, like yeah. The, and how the shows that tackled like more mature themes and trusted the totally. audience to be able to understand. Yeah, uh, Teen Titans was actually a little has, brutal at points. Oh yeah, have you seen Young Justice yet? No. You need to watch Young Justice. They kill somebody. Oh and man! It's, and it's a kids' TV show. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bambi died. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or not Bambi? Bambi's mom. Bambi's mom. Um, no, I mean, like, these shows that do trust the audience with more tend to have more staying power and a more engaged audience. Right. Shocker. Like, if you engage your audience's mind instead of spoon-feeding them. Right. Unless it's that Coco Melon thing. (laughs) Right. Because apparently that's cocaine for children. Wait, so, um, I won't give away too much about my job, but my job deals with TV shows and finding good TV shows. Mm-hmm. And um, something that's really interesting is that the company I work for has been really interested in kids' content recently. Mm-hmm. And Did you somebody, guys get Cocoa Melon? We actually did. We're, like, kind of thinking about getting them. But anyways, somebody was telling me recently that they don't let their kids watch it because it is so addictive. Because the purpose... Okay, so apparently they change the screen every three seconds. seconds. Yeah, it's exactly how long their object permanence can continue yes. to keep focus on an object. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, infants are just staring at the screen, which just kind of feels like you're maybe... It's using subliminal messaging to literally just get your kids to be a little bit more... Like, they're, like, docile. catatonic. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's really what happens. It's crazy. So, anyways, we were thinking, like... Do we or do we not think that this content is morally okay to be peddling? <laughs> I mean, the, it, 
I don't have kids yet, but it like it exists in my brain that I'm like I might know too much about this to let it be like something that I have regularly playing. Yes, it is interesting too. I honestly, I kind of think I'm like I'm gonna download or buy all the DVDs of all the kids shows I watch because the stuff on today is a little bit too child. Like the kids shows have, are a little they've too. They've almost kid. dumbed them down. Yeah, I'm like I want my kid to be smart. And watch Stephen King for kids, a.k.a. Courage the Cowardly Dog. I was thinking, stand by me. Oh, Jesus. That really is Stephen King. Yeah. Our mother bought us Stand By Me when we were like six, not realizing it was rated R. I was just thinking, she bought us like House Bunny, Fired Up, and Stand By Me. Yeah. (laughs) Not knowing that any of those were inappropriate movies. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up and was like, I'm going to be a Playboy Bunny. (laughs) It's amazing we came out stable. So amazing. The Munchausens, the Playboy. <laughs> oh, me and Meg went antiquing the other day at that shop down the street that I was telling you yes. and mom about. Yes. The unbelievable amount of Playboy, like 70s oh, Playboy magazines. Kind of awesome. in they had them. So in every room was like a different decade like theme. theme. Yeah. And they had that decades Playboys plastered up on the walls it was very funny it's probably interesting to note like how how it evolved how like standards have changed Mm -hmm. and like it's probably gotten a little slutier but you know you know i or if you're in 2022 empowered (laughs) (laughs) it kind of it did this weird thing where it was like not very bad like stuff that you'd go oh that's like just tv today Right. And then it got really, really trashy. And then it got like, they were like, oh, yeah, we want to teach you how to like cook and stuff. Like, they were. Right. I think they've been trying to class it. Like, this is the magazine for Well, this is like the the late 70s or the early 90s. Like, there's there's like a five year stretch where Playboy's like, hey, let's turn this into something where we can like market it to people who want to. Like, Like like, the wealthy class. Yeah, let's compete with Esquire. Yeah. (laughs) GQ. Gonna, yeah, let's play. Let's compete with Esquire while also having a mansion full of Playboys. Right. Um, like, I'm sorry, but if you put a naked woman on your front cover, it's just never going to be that classy. Yeah. And so, and then they, I think they've kind of stepped back from that again. But like, the mansion still exists. Apparently, it's kind of in disrepair right now because Hugh Hefner sorry. died a couple years ago. Oh, I was thinking of the Bachelor Mansion because I think you can actually go stay in the Bachelor Mansion. I don't think... I think you can play, stay in the Playboy Mansion, too. Oh, that kind of grosses me out. Yeah. Okay. Like, I would never want to sleep in one of those beds. You just don't know. <laughs> I do have a question to bring back, and we don't have to hit on the Rings of Power yet, but I do have a debate question for you on that show. All right. Is that a kid's show? Um, You know, I think it kind of falls in the age range where you'd be comfortable with your kids watching, like, Teen Titans. Cause when like I not chil- like not children, but not you could do it before teenager. I wasn't paying too close of attention. However, I don't think anybody cussed. There wasn't any like sexual stuff. There was definitely some death. Mm-hmm. But like it wasn't really that gory of death. Oh yeah, yeah. They they somebody gets got later in the show. Okay, so and there's a shocking th- amount of how little blood there is. Oh, I was going to say, for the listener, I've literally only watched the very first episode. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything I'm saying that sounds dumb because y'all are on episode six, that's fair. <laughs> yep. Also, the fact that the Playboy Mansion is 22,000 square foot and is described as gothic Tudor. Scary. So, somehow seems aggressive. 
Uh, Gothic Tudor. Sold for $200 million with the condition that Hugh Hefner was allowed to live in it for the rest of his life. Dang. That's hilarious. Did he build it? Uh, permanent protection. So it's been permanently protected. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he built it, but he definitely bought it. Yeah. Um, it was designed by... Was, oh, it was acquired yeah, by... Yeah, James Gamble Rogers. So oh, th- this is the original mansion that was in Chicago. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say... No, the big the big one is the one that's in LA. And so he probably did build that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. What a crazy thing to be famous for. You have... R.I.P. <laughs> um, back to the... Our family-friendly broadcasting... Yeah. Shall we shall we get to the show? Are we yeah. still debating on is this a kid's show? Yeah, no, no. I think you I think you could have eight year olds and up watch it. Yeah, not like a five year old. Yeah, yeah. Like if they're old enough to be in grade not be in first grade third grade and up. Yeah. I feel like third grade and up. If you're Yes. Because that's when I was like playing Yu Gi Oh and like characters were dying and stuff. And it say- didn't like shock me naruto was not super like oh yeah that had blood and gore but it was right that was super censored for the u.s market too or avatar i feel like some people died in avatar there's this uh show that's hilarious um oh god give me a second to think what it is um and i'm gonna just do sorry i've moved away from the microphone um and it is whatever this one is. Oh, I don't like the way he looks. I know. Yeah, it's aggressive. For the, for the listener, we're looking at a, a ape. Uh, a it is a roach from Mars. Oh, um, of course. Terra. Uh, terraformers. Uh, but the way that they... Uh, not... The way that they censored things for the blood and gore for the U.S. market is they just put black dots over the screen. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me see if I can't find a picture of this. It's making for great uh, radio sensor. Um, Wow, they are cockroaches because that's what it just said. Yep. Sensor. Let's see if it pulls it up. Why did enter not work? Okay. But while this is loading... um, yeah, I definitely think you. Yeah. So oh like, my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So they like this. That's so funny. <laughs> like Kamehameha's. Yeah, people have done all sorts of funny art with it, but that's literally what was broadcast on TV. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, for the for the listener, we're seeing people who are completely torn apart with a little bit of a black dot on their head. Yep. Just to, to just apparently to, make that better. <laughs> to make it look like it's not a body. Yeah. Um, literally, completely dead bodies. Yeah, but a little dot on their face. There's portions of the show where they cut off more than 50% of the screen in That's black hilarious. to hide it. Um, that one's good. Was yeah. he even throwing? Ahead. <gasps> oh, that is kind of dark. Yeah, yeah. But they, the way that it's... That's the body. <gasps> oh, this oh. is very dark. It's a very dark show. Um, Those are, it's a cockroach? Mm-hmm. I don't like looking at this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having fun. <laughs> that is a scary creature. Uh, there are like... I've watched like three shows because they were um, like one of them is a top 25 anime of all time called uh, Devil, Ma- Devil Man Crybaby. Mm-hmm. And it was so dark that I finished the last episode. And I was like, I'm worried about who thinks this was good. And I can't wash that part of my soul in the shower. 
Yeah. Like, I- it was, if you, th- that's like, that's like a four on my Richter scale these days. And oh, honestly, it's. Because of the, some, some of the stuff I've watched for the content for this. It's crazy too how you, you, like how it goes in stages of that you thought something was really shocking. Then you watch another show that has even more shocking and even mm-hmm. more shocking. Like recently for me, the most shocking thing was the House of Dragon premiere with the woman. Oh my goodness. Can you please talk about this? Oh, Are you yeah. allowed to talk about this? Um, In very vague terms. Okay. I, for work, got to go to the House of Dragon premiere and I was in a massive movie theater with all the other people at the premiere with a giant screen at the Academy, like where the Oscars are held. So please just imagine if you guys have seen this episode when they literally are cutting off, you know. The dude's pecker. Yep. Some some parts in the down south area. Tongues and then ripping open a pregnant woman's stomach that I had to sit there and watch all of this on a massive screen right in front of my face. It was terrifying. And on top of this, Matt Smith, who plays um, Damon. Damon, that's right. Damon was sitting directly behind me during this whole premiere, and I kept seeing his butt on the screen. (laughs) And I got a picture with him. (laughs) And I think we almost kissed. I'm just kidding. That didn't happen, but I wish. (laughs) Just kidding. Landon. (laughs) yeah, that that story, when I could tell that you were, like, not telling me uh, that you were doing something like that, because I was like, oh, she's got something for work that's a lot of fun, and she knows that I do a movie podcast, and that <laughs> I, somehow I've got the movie podcast, and she's got the job where she gets to go do these things. Well, I will say that was, like, the... You also don't usually do shows. Right. But... Well, it's Game of Thrones. That's movie great. Yes. Well, more I was thinking... There were, uh, sorry, there were TV show podcasters there. Oh, really? I saw a guy, um, the guy who does Potterless was there. Oh, really? Yeah. And I didn't know who he is, but my coworker is like very well versed in everything going on in media. And mm-hmm. so she was like, that's him. Um, you should score me some media passes at some yeah, point. Yeah. I actually do think there might be some things in the near future. Oh, I'm we'll not going to hold about. you to it. No, we actually might have some really cool tickets in the near future. And I usually get a plus one. So I will have to take Landon first for the listeners. That is my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what do we got? Uh, rings of power. Did you say brains? What do we got? Rings of power? Rings of power. I thought you said, what do we got? Brains of power. Brains of I power. I was like, first of all. Nope, I've been on the road all day today. I do not have a brain <laughs> of power. I got a brain of empty. Yeah, yeah. That was a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> my dad jokes are getting more and more dad-like. Same. I don't know what's happening. It's my like you Dave, start- Dave, friend of the show, shot us a text. He's very hungover from the Halloween party last night. He goes, Man. I'm dead. And I said, hey, dad, I'm Gibby. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that always funny? It never is. I'm tired. Hey, tired. I'm Abby. <laughs> it's never not funny to the person saying that. It's, it's always funny. <laughs> hey, tired. There's I'm- certain ones are like a well-put, like, that's what she said. Funny every time. Mm-hmm. One that I love is like liquor. I hardly know her. <laughs> Good every time. I always laugh. That one always gives me a chuckle. It always gets me. Um, well, anyways, I thought. You know, we've talked like one minute about the show. Yeah, I, I'm ready. And we've circled back to it multiple I'm times. I'm ready just... to go in on this show. 
I want to start this off with a disclaimer that although I have read The Lord of the Rings and seen it and read some of The Hobbit and seen it. I didn't know you'd read all of The Lord of the Rings. I have. I've not really read The Hobbit. I think I read like the first like little bit and then got bored. I've got two copies of it here if you want to borrow one. Or have, I you, should. have you borrowed my small copy? I might have one of yours in my bookshelf. You might have my other copy. Probably. Because I was going to say, I don't think the other copy is on the shelf right now. Well, I know where it is. But anyways, I know a lot of people are upset because this show doesn't necessarily stick with canon. But as a completely unbiased viewer, I thought it was great. Yeah, it's that is kind of the thing. And I think people are coming around to it now. I think there's a lot of people who are like, don't like Vulcan. Um, yes. And a lot of people who were upset that it didn't follow canon but i think a lot of people who didn't who were upset for the latter and not the former which small venn diagram i'm sure yeah um did not know that the tolkien family only gave them like two chapters of material that they could license totally on top of that it's also like thousands of years that they're supposed to be covering and i think people are upset at the smush timeline but like Mm -hmm. How would it be if every single season they had to get new characters because all the mortals and the half men were dying off and like the only people we had similar every season were the elves? Yeah. Like that's just not good TV. No, yeah, yeah. Because you'd be like, okay, every time you try to make me well, attached to a House character, of the, House of the Dragon, like shockingly, not getting any whiplash really. It seems for their time skip. Totally, but I think which it, I have not seen yet. I just haven't heard anybody bitch about it yet. Okay, I will say people were more worried before. It happened then after because I think that Emma Darcy and um, Emma... The two Darcy, child actors. Olivia Cook. Those are the both the older actresses. The older the actresses. The first one's Millie Alcock and... Millie Alcock. Was she the Targaryen? She's Rhaenyra. Yeah. Rhaenyra. She killed it. She killed, killed it. it. Killed it so bad that I haven't seen it yet, but I'm like... And luckily, I've it's been a spoil, but not spoil. Like somebody's told me, oh yeah, it's fine. But my big concern was I was like... This is it's ch- hard yeah. to catch up. How do you how do you fill the shoes of this girl? And you, the child actor is typically the weak link, but this girl's knocked it out of the park so damn hard. I don't know how you're gonna follow yeah. it up. They also look the same age. They do. Well, they're <laughs> actually not that far apart in age. I know. I think Emma it's Darcy. It's supposed to be like a 15 year time skip, and they look the same. I think they're only like eight or nine years apart. But I think Olivia Cook is a few more than I just can't remember her name, but. Allison Hightower is the name of the character, and I thought she knocked it out of the park, too. Mm-hmm. That just terrified me. Oh, somebody going down I the didn't even know there were stairs back there. Yeah, that's the fire escape. Yeah. Um, people use the fire escape? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, because there's a lot of people that park on this side, and so they're, it makes more sense for them to walk straight up to their place. Got it. Okay, back to Rings of the Power. Yep. Rings of the Power? Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> Rings of all the powers. So... Uh-huh. First and foremost question, who is your favorite character? Um, I'm torn. I definitely, early in the show, am liking Elrond. I was going to say Elrond's my favorite. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a hoot. But he, I also know where he's going in life. Yes. Um, and I like Galadriel. You know what's funny? A lot of people are like, she doesn't look like Galadriel from the movie. That Wait, it, I think she looks just like Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Well, or I, not just like, but similar enough. But, like, a lot of people are like, she's not, like, this lithe, pretty goddess type of person. Like, she's more aggressive. Warrior. But, like, when you read Tolkien's description of uh, G- 
Galadriel and the Cimmerillion. She's like a warrior, buff warrior woman. I was about to and I'm say, like, she doesn't look jacked enough. If yeah, she she needs to look like She Hulk, Marvel She Hulk, instead of what she looks like. I've heard of the whole Vulcan thing, and I will say I have only seen the first episode, but I did some reading on like what was canon for this, and they described her as like ambitious. Like he, J.R.R. Tolkien originally described her as this like ab- ambitious warrior. Like mm-hmm. she kind of did have some more like historically masculine features in some ways. Yes. And her, the actress's name, Morphid Ta- Clark. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably, Interesting bu- name. I'm probably butchering that. But Morphied. 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 Mortified at how I'm pronouncing this. Um, <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really, I'm pulling up the season one, episode one outline so that I don't accidentally jump too far ahead. Right. Um, so don't look at the screen cause I might accidentally pull up something. There we go. Okay. Um, I just want to, so I've seen all up to the fifth episode. want to make sure that I don't spoil anything for months since he's only on the first one. Yeah. Um, should we start with just the top? Our evil... Yeah, so a lot of people thought Sauron would be the big bad in this who didn't really look into it or know much about the Second Age. And the Second Age is when this occurs, which is what we have the least writing about from Tolkien. Right, right. Um, It comes after the Great Fall and the splitting of the continents, um, but before the Third Age and the sinking of Numenor. And that's not spoilers, that's... It might happen in the show. I'd be really surprised because that's the end of the... Wait, what did you say? The sinking of what? Numenor. What's that? A whole island that you're going to see at some point in the show gets sank when they try and go to the realm of God. Which is the Undying Lands? Yep. Interesting. Yeah. The Undying Lands have that, been something that's, that's the, confused me that's from the, the very end beginning. of the Second Age. Okay. Uh, so that's that should be like thousands of years ahead of where this show is yeah. set. So I don't think we'll see it. But And then Lord of the Rings is after that? Yes. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings takes place at the tail end of the Third Age. Wow, so really, Galadriel's been around forever. Yeah, she's the like third oldest being on Middle-earth or something. Yeah. Okay. Because even Gandalf, even though he's an Astari, and somebody's going to light me up for getting the names of all these There's so many creatures. Beings. Yeah, because the wizards were like Maiar while they were... They, they were something when they were in the Undying Lands, and then they were something else on Earth, but also on Middle Earth, and then also wizards. So they've got like eight gajillion names. And they had different names besides Gandalf is, and Saruman um, is, in the Undying Lands. You know how there is like a god in this universe, right? Yes. Like I forgot his name. It's like Ege, Phil, Phil, like god. Uh, let me, yeah, <laughs> let me pull it up on my That's phone while you're right. talking. But, right, he created Morgoth, who was originally Mur- Murker. Nope. Morgoth? What was his original name? Uh, um, God of Tolkien. Um, Anyways, team, I'm so sorry. Eru. Eru? Er, no, er, Eru was the god of it all. Yes. Um, Does he live in the Undying Lands? Yes. He kind of, yeah, kind, kind of. Um, it's complicated. You need to be on the same mushrooms Tolkien was on. Uh, he so exists in art. Yeah. I'm convinced, like, Arthur, authors like that, Tolkien wrote all these books because he came up with a language and he needed an excuse for why he came up with the language. 
honestly, I think it was very therapeutic he, for him. Yeah, and then he got a little out of hand is what I would call this. Yeah. Okay, I have to give a cool history of this world thing real quick. Okay. Okay, so. Iru Iluvatar. Actually, I'm going to let us get there later when we talk about a certain thing that happened in the episode. Okay. So opening of the episode really felt movie quality. Uh, we get Galadriel storming the trenches, going across the wastelands, which it's super interesting. And we'll get this more in the later portions of the show where we're going to see characters in like seat settings that we know what they become later in the third age. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not one of them because we don't really retru- return to the North in Lord of the Rings. Right. Um, or at least not in the movies, which is what most people are going to know. I don't remember if we return to them too much in the, um, in the books. Um, let's see. Morgoth. Why am I getting an ad? Um, Boglier. What was his original name? Who? Morgoth? Yeah, still trying to find it. He had a name before. So, very similar to... Melkor. Melkor, yes. Yep. It was just interesting, too, because, um, I don't know, when I was reading about kind of the background, the reason I dove into this is because I was like, where did Morgoth come from? Because I will say the show really skimmed over Morgoth's origin, which yes. I think might have been some licensing issues and that, maybe not That's their exactly fault. what that is. Because in the end of the first age uh, is this battle where they fight for, like, decades. Right. Uh, in front of Morgoth's fortress, where we later find yes um i mean what happened with her brother and everything exactly like that's all in the books that's being fought like that's like a 15 year battlefield like they're fighting just in front of a mountain for like 15 years right right so they couldn't cover why morgoth was evil what's going on here and also i don't know if we're ever really given a full reason for why he is evil as he is kind of like a satan character Mm -hmm. it's kind of like he's evil because he's evil yeah, well, and t- Tolkien's often, for better or worse, like Game of Thrones does a really good job of making people feel like, ooh, there's no good guys, or Succession, or yeah. something like this, where you're like, everybody's gray. Everyone has something wrong. Yeah. Tolkien is very good, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it, and some people might say that it's oversimplified, but I think some good stories just have good guys and just have bad guys. Totally. I mean, you like, think about like Harry Potter. Top Gun Maverick, top grossing movie this year is very simple. The good guys are Tom Cruise, and he's trying to make amends, and the bad guys are left completely unnamed as to which nation they're a part of. But we all know. But they're the bad guys making nukes. Yes, totally. And I think people like to cheer for a hero. Mm-hmm. And even if you do add some dimension to that hero, like I think about, again, Harry oh, Potter. We've got, like, every one of the heroes in this is gaining dimension. Like, Galadriel is so single-minded in her pursuit that it's going to be her downfall if she doesn't evolve around Right, her. and, like, I think at one point in the beginning, she's trying to push ahead, and one of the elves behind her has fallen, and she's so single-minded in pursuing, like... Morgoth and Morgoth and her promise to her brother that she doesn't even notice that one of her men or women has fallen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we do know that these, even though they're the heroes that we cheer for, such heroines, mm-hmm. we... It's 2022. They're all heroes. Oh, yeah. Like, like they're all actors now. Oh, yeah. We're all heroes here. Um, no more heroes. What's the quote from The Incredibles? 
And if, if everyone's special, nobody is. That just made me think of that when I said we're all heroes. But anyways, yeah, just very interesting. I did a lot of research just to figure out, like, why is Morgoth who he is? What's going on here? And it was interesting. But mm-hmm. um, kind of moving on to our other characters, we have the um, the humans. Mm-hmm. And we have the little love story between our elf and our woman. Mm-hmm. I forgot both of their names as I'm trying to think of them right now. I know. I, I Honestly, I haven't memorized all the names yet. and I've, I'm way further ahead to not know any of the names. You know what? I'm going to let everybody give me a pause as I just look up the roster. Um, yes, that actually. We do typically do that, and we're kind of recording late on a Sunday night. and Both of us need to sleep pretty soon here yes we're we're doing what's called winging it okay uh, so i'm i'm gonna go for it now i just typed in wrongs of power and if i mispronounce any of these names that's fair grand bronwyn and Arondir. that's right yeah i honestly i think they're the weakest storyline i kind of think first, so too but first. they might not be yeah yeah right now i'm just i'm not really rooting that hard for them i'm like this is kind of sweet like in a you know, allegorical way, like you're re- reaching across race lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, it's also just kind of like, eh, we don't really know much about y'all loving each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But here was the fact that I wanted to bring up earlier was that there, when they said there's only been two other cases of an elf with a human, human. Yeah. And one of them's a great story. Yes. Okay. So I looked back on that one and it, oh, dang and it. I don't know the other one. I totally meant to take a screenshot of this. I am silly. Hold up, everybody. This is great stuff, and I All can't. Right. Well, oh, I, I figured oh, it out. You found it? Baron and Luthien. Yes. And they're actually, I think, the great-grandparents of Elrond. Elrond? It is, I think, implied? I don't remember if that's, like, set in stone. It is true. Okay. It Well, it said it on Wikipedia, Wikipedia. which yeah. is always right. Anyways, this is my interesting fact about that. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote on him and his, well, he was dead, but on his wife's gravestone when she passed away, like the woman's name, which is either, I think is the Lucian one, and then the other one's Baron, and then he wrote the male's name on his when he Mm -hmm. passed away, and it was just really sweet, because at the end of their love story, and again, I don't know which one's the male or female, but the, I think the female is the elf, the man is the human. Yes. And... He ends up dying at some point, and she, I think, asks to become mortal and die as well because she doesn't want to live without him. Mm-hmm. And his J.R.R. Tolkien himself, his wife, I think Edith, Edith or Esther, something like that, died first. And it's just kind of sweet that he was like, I loved you so much that I would die in the same way as these characters if I could. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we get... Bromwyn finding out that they're going back. Um, because the war is over. Cause, yeah, because the war is over. Um, and then they get a cow that squirts some weird liquid. Yes. I wouldn't drink that milk. I uh-huh. would not drink that milk. That's not Milk was a bad choice. That's not the chocolate milk cow. Nope. Um, Stop. Why? <laughs> I'm going to start docking you for these jokes. <laughs> jar. Jar. Schmidt, jar. Um, but yeah, and we get Galadriel... Returning to, where does she go back to? It's not, 
wait, when she's going to the Undying Lands? No, no, no. She gets the offer to go there, but I can't remember what the capital city of the elves is at this point. Oh, I don't honestly don't remember either. Uh, But yeah, so she goes back and the council tells her, the council tries to save face with her and basically say, we really appreciate everything you've done, but we're Mm -hmm. tired of you continuing to keep on doing things. Yes. So we are going to ask you to go to the Undying Lands, which is a great honor. Right, right. Which kind of is interesting to think about this character that we meet who's kind of like the head honcho around there, who's the one who wants her to be taken out of this. Yes. Um, gosh, you know what? And I'm trying to find his name right now. On this. And honestly, I would make the argument, I don't think Galadriel would be oh. able to go to the Undying Lands even if she tried to pass the veil at this point because it's a place of eternal peace. And she's not at peace. And she's not at peace. Yeah, I'm not sure that she's like... I don't know if there's any examples or any backup for it, but I kind of... The kind of person who would... Uh, not want that honor is the kind of person who couldn't get that honor. Right. Okay, also, his name is Gil-Galad. Yes. The head head honcho elf. But it is interesting, too, to think... I always think of, like, Tolkien's background and, like, what he was thinking with all of this and, like, what the Undying Lands are to him and, like, thinking about, like, all this was based on his World War One experience mm-hmm. of, like, war and probably thinking All a he lot- wanted to go back to was the Undying Lands but- of home and he probably also understands a character like glade glade which also who can't really give up what she had just went through the i think the greatest so you've read the books you know that the movies end well before the books end yes and how the shire gets finally finished wait no i don't remember the end oh you don't it's been a very long time i read these as a kid sauron doesn't die like he does in the two towers, and he goes and burns and ransacks the Shire. Interesting. And so even though they've won the war, he go the Shire's always gone. Yeah, the, they can't go home. Wow, that's very sad. Yeah, but that's a is a, the ending sad? No, no, it's very it's triumphant, but it is like there's a permanent scar. Yes, and it, it's which very, is true. Very much emulates his like time in the war. Right, like I'm sure he came back and home was not the same home that he yeah. left. And I don't feel bad spoiling that because that's from a. 10 year old or a 15 year old movie and from a 100 year old book yeah i was gonna say like a 70 or 80 year old book <laughs> like <laughs> like it's your you, own fault if you haven't gotten i don't feel bad with spoiling the end of the sopranos to people these days the six cents or something yeah. like i'm like okay well that's on you mm-hmm. so you had a long time to watch it yeah you've had every opportunity but um yeah just very interesting with that there and then we have our humans Mm-hmm. Which I'm gonna be honest, I found their storyline so boring. The I don't even know any of their names. Let's see. There was the little boy. Yeah the uh, the coolest thing about that is finding the sword. Yes, that was interesting. Um, which I'm looking forward to see how that unravels. And okay, something I did find interesting is when he found the sword and he looked into it. It was a very similar experience to the ring. Yes. Or what was that? And I'm so sorry for everybody who's like, why do we have this person who barely knows anything about Lord of the Rings on here? But Or English at this rate. Or English. But remember the um, kind of globe thing that... The Palantir. That Pippin. Palantir. Yes. Okay. And remember how when he looked into it, he had that whole experience where he like mm-hmm. saw the eye. I just feel like the sword was very similar to that object. Yeah. And there's something to note when you see a lot of that stuff is like when she was in... When they went to Morgoth's keep, 
and they were like, it's cold here. And it's so evil yes. is so cold that fire doesn't have heat. Totally. And there's been a couple moments where they re-explore that idea. So I want you to keep that one like fresh in the back of your mind. Well, and to think that in Lord of the Rings, like Mordor is fire and brimstone and mm-hmm. to think fire the one good thing that fire offers is warmth right like Mm -hmm. everything else is destruction and it takes the one good thing out of the fire so -hmm. that there is no good there yep wow well i just came to that conclusion by myself and that was kind of in the movies mordor is still a hot sweaty and gross place well yes but you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just all around interesting oh yeah, and then we finish with the man falling out of the sky. Yes, that was wild. Mm-hmm. I when that comet was coming down. Oh, and we forgot our little halflings. What was it, Lori or Nori? Or? Yeah, the Harfoots. Harfoots. Yes, I halfling. I forgot what they're called. They they're my least favorite storyline. Oh, I just think I'm, they're cute. I'm most interested to see who the strange man is. Uh, who do you think it is? I think it's going to be the first king. What? Like like the line of um Oh, the line of a silder. Who's you know Yeah, line of a silder. Yeah. yeah. I think it's gonna be the first guy in that line. Okay, yeah. I, I think it's gonna be Gandalf. Um, oh you do. Yeah. It, I hope it's Gandalf. It doesn't canonically make sense, but I could see them putting that character in there because they have the rights to it. But and... Gandalf's not a human. No. Uh, but I guess he looks like a human as well. He looks like a human, yeah. Gandalf looks like a person. Yeah. But the to me, and I'm a little further along, but that question has not yet been answered. So, and it really has not been given any extra information yet. So it's not like I'm have any insight you don't up to this point. Side note: Nori is way older than I thought she was in real life. I thought she was a child. She's 22. I yeah. mean, that's still pretty young, but um, not. I thought she was going to be like 15. Oh yeah, but they. Um, but I I could see them saying this is Gandalf, him landing with the hobbits and them helping him is why he's all like later in history obsessed with hobbits. Yeah. That would be kind of cute actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually really sweet. And I love that him and Nori would be the people. I really liked Nori as a character. Mm-hmm. I thought she was interesting. Um, and just seemed like a curious little cat. Yep. But it was funny how they depicted them just I, chowing I wanna, down. I want to see Nori somehow be related to the Baggins. And yeah, it, it'd be that almost would be really a full cool. circle. And to explain why Gandalf is ingrained in the Baggins' lives forever. Uh, <laughs> our bu- Dave, friend of the show, just sent a text. His phone sent him an article that says, you may need Sober October more than you think. Experts explain how to do it right. And he was like, my phone really adding at me today. <laughs> <laughs> I recently had an Instagram like on my Discover page that said, like, are you sober curious or something? And I was like, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I do Sober October once a year, and it's the longest 30 days of life. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll probably do I did 50 days again. like two years ago, and I was like, this was a mistake. Yeah, I gave it up for Lent two years ago. I think I've got a wedding in January. Yeah, weddings are the tough one. Oh, yeah, I've got O'Connor's wedding in January. When you have to... Get on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. I don't get on the dance floor when I'm sober. No. It's a nightmare. So shall we talk about the ending with Galadriel turning around from the Undying Lands and swimming? Yes. Let me just go like, ahead and say how stressed I was <laughs> when she was, there was no land in sight, mm-hmm. no boat, and she just jumped in the water. I was, she like, was like, 
Logistically, what's about to happen to you, Galadriel? She's about, she's about to send it is what she's about to do. I mean, she also like can't really die besides like someone murdering her, so she'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But And maybe they have some sort of swimming power that I don't know about. It's called being an elf and having a lot of endurance. They do have powers, I think. So I don't know. Maybe she has some sort they, of like control over the water. So yes, but they haven't quite. They kind of attune to that magical insight later in the Second Age with the completion of the Arigen Forge and the Rings of Power, literally the Rings of Power. Yeah. Um, and a number of like a number of that catalyzes their ability to use and amplifies their ability to use magic, if I remember right. I was just thinking of Arwen in Lord of the Rings. Yes. She does so have a moment where she controls the water. That is the combination of Galadriel, Eru, Elrond, and Arwen calling for help. Like, it's... Mm. To do that kind of moving Mother Nature magic is, like, a group effort for right. them. It's not like Arwen just goes, let me call the stream. Right. But they can still do it. Yeah. 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 Like, it's possible, and that did happen in the books, but it's not, like... Easy. Yeah, and it's not, like, magic how we... Tur- it, you know, it's not Harry Potter magic where you can cast all the time and that sort of thing. It's kind yeah. of... um, You need to read The Hobbit because you need to experience Tom Bombadil because that's... You get no real information, but you somehow understand... <laughs> it's called a soft magic system yeah. in literature where you don't really know the rules of it, and it doesn't have defined rules, but you have a good general idea of how it functions. Yeah. Uh, whereas a hard magic system is, I tried to show you a show called Full Metal Alchemist, where yes. it's like, it's the law of equivalent exchange, and if you break the law of equivalent exchange, it will rebound and kill you. Like Right, like there are parameters. Hard, yeah, there are hard param- parameters to every aspect of it. Yeah, and Jared Tolkien does that so well. I think that's why. Well, his is a soft magic system. There's no param- like. But I think like. You just have a general understanding. And you get a ton of history. In a good way. I don't think a lot of things are conflicting though. Like. No, no, no. But and there is a, a fun. You can creativity. have a hard and a soft magic system. Yeah. Without having contradictions. Yes. In them. Sometimes a hard magic system is even harder to make. Because when you make parameters, you make loopholes. Yes, a soft magic and you system. can contradict them all the time because someone can look at you and say, well, what about this? Mm-hmm. What about this? In a soft magic system, you can really just like, as long as it thematically feels correct, that's how the magic works. Yes, yes. So I would say writing, if from the perspective of somebody who's trying to write, and God, it's so hard. I have so many plot holes <laughs> um, that it's easier to write less, like do a soft magic system and write less. And like the less information you give, the less that people can poke holes. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's come up yeah. in a few revisions. Totally. I mean, I think in writing a history, you really put yourself up to oh, yeah. have people poke holes. And Tolkien contradicted himself in a number of places in a lot of these books. And a lot of like Tolkien untangled and nerd of the rings are two YouTube channels. I listened to Know the Rings today. Yes. They're the ones who told me about Morgoth. Um, I recommend Tolkien Untangled. I think he's a a little bit more like aggressively in the weeds with it. Love it. Nerd of the Rings is more like, it's almost like one's more history based and one's more map based. Yeah. Uh, Nerd of the Rings is more map based if I remember right. Is the, what's it called? The Cimmerillion? Cimmerillion. Cimmerillion. Is that a book? Yeah. Or just like a combination of No, that's a book. Okay. It just, that's a lot of the first age. And the Why pre- does nobody read that one? Because it's hard to read. Okay. It's really dense, and it 
covers large swaths of time and which one did he didn't write that one which one came first that or hobbit was first correct the hobbit was the first book i think and then the cimmerillion was like this weird departure from a guy who just wrote a kid's book to like this deep in depth very world building yeah world building a whole book of world building with kind of a but wait there's more yeah, because then the Lord of the Rings obviously has, like, a cohesive story. Right. That's kind of set in the world of the Cimmerillion. I thought that was me. Uh, yeah, I just accidentally bumped one of the microphone stands. Very interesting. Um, well, reviews are in. I thought it was personally great. I'm excited to watch again. I will say I wasn't that, like, captivated quite yet. It To me, to me this has my number more than ring, um House Targaryen. House of Targaryen does. Yeah. It's more fun. It is more fun. Yeah. And that's kind of what I want right now. Well, there's honestly a little more hope. Yeah. 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 Game and of Thrones-esque shows are usually like, they're everybody you cheer for is probably going to die or disappoint you. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. might not be true. Like, honestly, I know that Gal- Galadriel. Galadriel. <laughs> Galadriel. Yeah. You know Galadriel and Elrond are going to make it. You do. You know, and they're kind of your favorite characters. It's. Do you guys have Disney Plus? No. You should watch Andor. Get Disney Plus and watch Andor. I'm, okay. bar- I'm borrowing somebody else's account. Otherwise, I'd... <laughs> Why don't our parents have an account? Um, they don't love us. But <laughs> but uh, that's kind of the difficulty with Andor is if you've seen Road 1, you know they're all you know they all going to be in that movie. Totally. It's hard it, to make a prequel yeah, and with internal so figures. You're super... Yeah, you're super invested, but you're also like... I kind of know how his story Like, is. I know he's not going to die. Yeah. Yeah. I know he ain't going to get got here. I don't know. That comes later. <laughs> I know he does. Mm-hmm. Not here. It is. There was something recently that they were making a prequel for that I was having a really hard time with. Oh, this is silly, but Hunger Games. I was just kind of thinking, we already kind of know. That, why do we need to revisit that? That's not. It's been a while. That's not even my favorite of her books. Roommates, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey. Hey. Uh, Well, we'll wrap this episode up, and we'll be back to you guys next week with another episode where we're breaking down episode two. All right. Goodbye, Uh, everyone. I think of all the episodes of this we've reviewed so far, this is the number one spot. So we'll let you know how it changes in the list next week. (laughs) Bye.